so excited for this week's episode? That is because we will be talking about one of my favorite top three topics, self-care. I am your host, Sadiqa Jayaram, and this is Life, Growth, and Goals. Welcome. Self-care is such an important habit that we need to thrive. It helps with our mental and physical health. And that is what we will be focusing on today with special guest, Dr. Julie Groveman, a practicing psychologist from New York. She will be sharing some tips and healthy habits that we can cultivate to take better care of ourselves. Now, Dr. Julie does a lot of work in the areas of wellness, mindfulness, and self-care, especially with women. And so, Dr. Julie, I want to start with your observation about women and self-care, because I have read that women are less likely to prioritize their self-care. Yeah, I think as women, we put everyone before ourselves. It's so easy to to be the one to help or to, you know, put your needs as a last priority. And um, I don't really understand why that is more for women than others. But I think that um, we it's a you need to make a conscious effort to really understand the damage it does when you don't make your needs a priority. There's that quote that the relationship with yourself really sets the tone for every other relationship in your life. Uh, so so putting yourself first is not selfish. It's going to help you to, mm-hmm. to be there, be more present for the other people in your life. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate of self-care. I can't get enough of it. I, I notice when, you know, certain signs that I'm not taking care of myself and like feeling more tired or, or not wanting to be as social. I think those are some of the first signs that, wow, I have not been taking as good care of myself. What are some of the things we can do to take care of ourselves daily? The littlest habits are sometimes the biggest, as in they can have such a big effect on you during the day. Just starting your day with a few moments to yourself in, in stillness, having some quiet time, um, it's, you, you, it's um, invaluable just having time to yourself. I have so many women I work with who say, I don't know myself, I don't know what I like, you know, and that's, I think, part of not having that alone time um, where you're not having the time to to learn and to check in and process what's been happening for you. So starting your day with a few moments where you're either taking a few deep breaths, um, you're taking a walk mm-hmm. by yourself, you're having some tea and you know having some mindful time for yourself, that can be really helpful. You know, also noticing how you talk to yourself during the day, what we say to ourselves really does matter. So the way you're talking to yourself about yourself, are you being Mm -hmm. nice and kind? Are you being really critical and hard on yourself? Like, how are you being a friend to yourself like you would be to others? Self-love is something that really is the the core of healing. We need to have self-love. It goes hand in hand with self-esteem 
self-esteem and self-confidence, self-acceptance is really learning, learning about yourself. Like we can't love ourselves until we know ourselves. So we need to really take time to look within and self-love isn't like a light switch that just turns on and you love yourself overnight. It really is a practice like we're talking about here where you need to commit to doing things often to nourish yourself, to give back to yourself, um, taking that time, like uh, devoting that time to the routines that you really know help you, really making that a priority. So self-love, I think, really adds to any relationship you have with anyone else. It needs to start with you. I personally love a good girl's night out. It helps me to recharge. But you are also a therapist. So what do you do to preserve your mental health? Because I assume that you would be absorbing a lot of energies on a daily basis. I'm so glad you asked that because I'm human. I'm not immune to difficult times. I know that I need to carve out time for self-care. Also because I'm taking in a lot of people's energy a lot of the time. I'm listening a lot to a lot of stress that partly right now impacts me as well in the world. So I need to do things to kind of clear my energy and to let out some of what I'm taking in because I do think emotions are like, it's like energy in your body. Anxiety is like energy in your body that you need to release. So I think for me, it's really helpful um, to have quiet time, time in nature to, to just focus on other things, not in my mind, you know, when we're in our head all the time, it's not helpful. Mm -hmm. we, we need to get into our body. So things that help you to be more mindful for me is, is being in nature, moving my body, exercising, doing yoga, um, also talking to my friends, like really making a priority. Like you said, the girls night out, really being vulnerable and, and pushing myself sometimes, even if I don't feel like talking to actually share um, those are just a few things, but I love to journal and write and, and get out some of the feelings that I've been having. So a lot of things. And you know what? What works today is different than what works tomorrow. What about mothers who feel guilty for taking time away from their children to recharge? Don't feel guilty. The guilt doesn't add anything. It's just an extra layer of stress on you right now that right now, of course, you don't, you need time away and it, it's so hard. It's so hard that you don't have that time right now. And so we have to figure out creative ways for you to get it, like to carve out moments to yourself, locking yourself in the bathroom, taking a longer shower, finding <laughs> ways, right? Finding ways. But of course, you know, guilt is a secondary emotion that is not helpful. It's usually on top of another feeling that you're having. Maybe there's anger there. Maybe there's, you know, some pain there. So feeling the guilt, you know, you don't need that right now. So I would encourage you to let that go and to, to be curious about what's underneath that. Do you think everyone should have a therapist? Yeah, I mean, I'm a therapist, so I'm a huge <laughs> advocate for it. But it's, a, it's, I have a therapist. I mean, I think therapists should have therapists. It's something for you to, it's like an investment in yourself. That's the way I look at it. It's really investing in yourself to be the most empowered version of yourself that you can be. Um, it's not meant to be forever. I don't think someone should be in therapy forever. I think it's meant to kind of help you through different challenges. And I also know to be real, like a lot of people have stigma against um, going to see someone to talk about 
problems because a lot of, for example, a lot of men have learned that it's weak to go talk about problems or to admit that you're struggling. And it's actually a huge strength to know when it's time to seek help. Sounds good. And you have shared a lot with us today. And I want to consider this to be a free therapy session for myself and for our listeners. Any final thoughts you would like to share? My final words is that it's a process. And I love the, the quote, progress, not perfection. Focusing on daily progress and not trying to be perfect during this time and just being more compassionate with yourself, with your struggles. Thank you so much, Dr. Julie. It was indeed very insightful, especially ahead of the Christmas season. We tend to get so busy, but let's carve out some time to be present and mindful. And as Julie said, start small because daily habits can have huge impact. That's all for this week. Remember to tune into our social media pages on Instagram and TikTok. We want to hear from you, so share your self-care rituals. And we also will be sharing more self-care tips throughout the holiday season. Wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to Life, Growth, and Goals. Thank you for listening and take care. Man, I can't believe it's true. Just as surprised as you